Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Lollipop, lollipop, ooh, lolly, lolly, lollipop. Hey, get on this, working on my appetite. Looking forward to a little afternoon delight. Skyrockets in flight. Good afternoon, delight, and welcome to the show that is sugary spiceness and everything niceness on OCRFM, which is 98.3 across Collican District, 88.7 FM along the coast, also online, www.ocrfm.org.au, or the TuneIn app. How's it going, Max? Yeah, good. You in holiday mode yet? Yeah. Day two, officially. Uh. (laughs) Got any big plans for school holidays? Um... Don't think so, no. Not really? Yeah. Just lays about, stay warm? Yeah. What What is your uh, key for staying warm over winter? Are you a... Uh, stay in bed. Stay in bed. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm feeling you. <laughs> um, well, uh, this show is all about sweet treats, and uh, this week on our Facebook page, we posted uh, something new. Uh, that's come out, and boy, oh boy, did we get some uh, interesting reactions about it. So let's find out what's new on the shelf. What's new, Okie dokie, Max. Now, I believe you've already had some of this. Yeah. So have I before. But uh, to make it official on Afternoon Delight, we uh, best talk about the fact that there is a brand new breakfast loaf on the market mm-hmm. um, called Cinnamon Donut. So it's through Tip Top, the folks that make um, crumpets and uh, other just normal bread. But this is Cinnamon Donut flavoured bread. So what's your thoughts been uh, before we, we launch into actually eating it on air? Um, I expect it to be like cinnamony, cinnamony yep. and soft. <laughs> and has it lived up to your expectation? Um, it's not as strong as I thought. Yeah, I was okay. expecting it to be, uh, well, I don't know, more donutty, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's still... T- got the texture and taste of uh, fruit loaf, basically. Yeah. Except they got rid of the fruit and just kept the cinnamon flavour. They just amped that up, basically. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to go a little bit head-to-head with it, I guess, because uh, we've got uh, some of the cinnamon loaf. You might have just heard the toaster pop (laughs) in the studio. I've got no sense of smell. What's the cinnamon smell? Is it... Working? Can't really. Can't really? Smell the cinnamon. Okay. Now, are you a butter person or not when it comes yeah. to taste? Okay, righto. I just thought I'd check that <laughs> because I bought that too. Um, so, we're going to go uh, toasted and untoasted to uh, mm-hmm. check the, the flavouring here. 
Um, so the cinnamon uh, donut toast. Um, it's very spongy. Did you notice that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if it's kind of a very moist uh, bread by design or not. But um, you can see flecks of cinnamon through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so wrap your laughing gear around that. Let me know what you think of just the plain, untoasted loaf. What's it doing? Um, it's got some flavour, but I <laughs> don't know what it tastes like. Does it have the cinnamon-ness that you were looking for? Um, not really. Not really? <laughs> no. I was, yeah, I was expecting big things from it, but especially when you eat it untoasted, I was thinking it'd taste a bit more donutty. Because mm. um, it does have that spongy consistency of uh, maybe a cinnamon donut. But then, yeah, when you eat it, I, f- I find it very chewy and kind of bursts of cinnamon, I guess, from those little flecks. But the cinnamon's not really all throughout the whole loaf. Yeah. It's dusted on the outside as well. Yeah. So just on its own, not a fan. Mm. I think it has to be toasted. Yeah. So then, uh, we've just toasted some. Now, just before we get on the toasted bit, I, I, I guess, is there anything else you wanted to say about the untoasted cinnamon donut flavoured loaf? Mm, not really. No. <laughs> I will admit, I've had this a couple of days, <laughs> so it's probably not the freshest, because uh, I grabbed it as soon as I could, knowing that every time I would go back, people would have bought it all because uh when we put it up on the facebook page people jumped straight on to um whoa what's that are you serious <laughs> uh what have we got here gracie in particular uh kicked up with because we'd shared the story from delicious.com who uh, who broke the story and their heading is move over crumpet toast tip top has just launched a cinnamon donut loaf so that's something we haven't had on the show before, is crumpet toast, <laughs> which is basically crumpets in a toast loaf. Yeah, so Megan says, oh, may have to suss this one out. Then we've got Darren Wards just posted a, a gif of Homer Simpson drooling. Uh, David says, I'd eat this, maybe with some jam on it. Oh, I didn't think to do that. Mm-hmm. Casey says, oh my gosh. <laughs> So uh, hopefully people out there have had a chance to uh, sample our uh, cinnamon donut toast. Maybe they've even gone for the crumpet toast. Who knows? We don't want the uh, the warm cinnamon toast to go cold. Um, so t- does toasting the loaf improve the flavour? That's probably the main question here. Because as much as I enjoyed the cinnamony bread, um, it's just lacking something. And I think that is heat. <laughs> <laughs> But have a nibble, let me know what you're thinking. Sounds like you've got the, the crunch factor there. Has the flavour improved? Yeah. Definitely. It's changed from uh, just from being heated up. <laughs> I think it's all the texture as well. So mm-hmm. it goes from being that really spongy to almost crumpety. Mm-hmm. Because, I don't know, the, the loaf itself... Seems a bit more aerated than your regular slice of bread. Mm-hmm. It's a mix between a, a raisin loaf without fruit and a crumpet, yeah. I think. But yeah, toasting it definitely gives it a, a, a different flavour altogether. Mm-hmm. 
it kind of caramelizes the cinnamony outside and gives it that yeah nice crunch i guess melting the butter through it doesn't hurt either because <laughs> i'm not i'm not normally a person that has butter on things like my sandwiches and stuff like that don't have butter i'm weird but uh when it comes to raisin toast or crumpets i do have butter with them yeah same any other thoughts on uh, toasted donut loaf um no not really not really thumbs up thumbs down what are you giving it um Toasted is one and a half. Yep. And then the um, untoasted is like half. In regards to um, raisin toast, how do you compare it to crumpets or raisin toast? Um, it's probably better. You're liking it without the... Because I love raisin toast, but yeah, sometimes if you have it straight out of the toaster, the sultanas and stuff can be too hot. Like, (laughs) you've got these molten lava balls ready to explode in your mouth. But uh, there we go. So uh, let us know on the Facebook page if you've tried the cinnamon donut toast. What's your thoughts? Um, We're going to take a quick break, but uh, coming up on the show today, we're going to be having a look at Sakata. Sakata depending on how you want to pronounce it, rice crackers. And we're also going to be chatting to our first uh, Bring It On Back guest. So uh, stick around here on Afternoon Delight. It's time to take a look at the history of this week's topic, which uh, Sakata, or Sakata, or Sakata rice crackers. How do you pronounce it? Sakata. Sakata. There we go. So there's another variation that I'm... I I go Sakata because of the ad, which we will talk about a little bit later in the show, but um, it is a very iconic uh, rice cracker. Often when you think of rice crackers... These are the ones that come to mind, I would assume. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It has one of the most catchy jingles in Australian advertising history. Did you grow up with the Sakata ads? I don't know. Don't know? Maybe. When you hear it, I think you will know it. But uh, Sakata originated more than 50 years ago in the Japanese village of the same name, where two brothers began their tradition of making these usuyaki rice crackers and so they've been known and loved by the japanese for the fine crispy texture and um they've since been brought by uh, smiths so smith snack foods that produce things like uh, thins cheetos doritos they're all part of that uh, branding we had nobby's nuts a few episodes ago on afternoon delight also under the uh, the same snack brand so um, they come in various flavours. How many flavours can you think off the top of your head? Um, sour cream and chives. Yep. I can't remember any other. <laughs> any flavors. others? Okay. Well, do I? I'll I'll tell you them afterwards when we have our little competitiony bit. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, so uh, they are great plain. I find. Um, you can eat them just as a snack food on their own, or of course have them with dips. What's your preference? Um, I like to suck the flavours off, off the, of it, and then <laughs> crunch eat down the, on the biscuit. Yeah, yeah. So um, 
do you have a particular favourite flavour? Cheesy type one. The cheesy one? Yeah. Yeah, that is that is technically another one of the flavours <laughs> you couldn't think of. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favourites as well. Um, but uh, being a rice cracker, um, they're technically better for you than a number of the items that we look at on this program week to week um, because they are rice-based. There's no added uh, artificial flavorings, colors, preservatives, that sort of stuff. It's just rice crackers and then um, they're topped or they have the flavorings through them that are the natural flavors. And that's why Mm -hmm. things like sour cream and chives are very easy to replicate in powdered form. Same with, they've got barbecue, seaweed, cheddar cheese chicken i'm not so sure about (laughs) i know it's a chicken salt that they make but uh yeah but that is uh sakata or sakata or however you want to pronounce it it's got so many different variations in my mind uh that is a very brief history of uh, their their product 50 years old Mm. or so um we'll be back to go head to head on afternoon delight with some of those flavours. Don't know whether to do a blind test or not, see if you can work out what's what. Ladies and gentlemen, strap yourselves in for this week's great confectionery debate as we pit two similar lollies against each other to decide an overall champion. Okie dokie, it is time to go head-to-head, Max, and uh, do you want a blind test? We've got to try and guess the flavour, or we just uh, pit them head-to-head? Because you can see them yeah. through the container. It's yeah. <laughs> pretty simple. Um, so you're saying you prefer the cheese straight up? Yeah. Yeah. So we've got four different flavours here. Um, we've got the cheese one, sour cream and chives, seaweed, and whole grain. So um, do you want to start with one you know very well first off? I'm going straight for the cheese. <laughs> How can you tell that one was the cheese one? Because the seasoning is like bright orange. Yeah, it's kind of that very cheddar orange. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of cheese-flavoured products, shapes and the like, have that very recognisable uh, flavour. And uh, you said that your technique is similar to many people out there. Mm-hmm. Get the flavour off first and then go for the <laughs> the biscuit underneath. Is this one that you would have just by itself or are you a kind of biscuits and dip kid? Um. I normally just have it by itself, but... Yep. Yeah. yeah th- as I say, this one could quite easily just be a, a snack food. Yeah. As is. So uh, I'll let you do the honours. Get into your uh, <laughs> licking and sticking when it comes to uh, the flavour. It's quite a, a salty um, taste, I find, even though it's got that cheesy undertone. But uh, what's your thoughts for the cheddar sakata? It's... Good. Yep. 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 Um, on a scale of zero to ten, what cheesiness? Probably like seven. Yeah. Can you uh, comparing it to any other cheese flavored products? Uh, depends how much seasoning is on them. Yeah. No. Oh, now <laughs> I should tell the backstory to uh, uh, to today's episode. I. Bought these two weeks ago before the lockdown, mm-hmm. uh, and then we had the lockdown. We didn't do the program and stuff like that. Then last week, I ended up forgetting that I'd bought these for the show, so they were sitting on the front seat of my car. 
and I got something else and we did Twix last week. So this week when I went to open up the packet of biscuits for the show, I've sat other shopping on top of <laughs> these biscuits. So I was struggling to find uh, a whole biscuit for us each because <laughs> they were all smashed up. So even though they come in a plastic protective covering, don't sit heavy things on rice crackers. Yeah. They will smush beyond recognition. But um, yeah. Uh, so cheesy, you you liking that from the, the get-go? Yeah. Okay, what's our next one going to be then? Okay, can you guess what flavour that one is? The sour cream and chives. Mm-hmm. And from looks alone? It's got the like, little chive... Flakes, yep. So, yeah, again, just a flat, round rice biscuit and very visible flavouring. Similar to uh, Pringles and things like that and shapes, you can see the flavour on these ones. Yeah. Okay. Well, down the hatch then, let us know what's the uh, difference between sour cheese and... uh, Sorry, sour cream and chives versus the the cheddar cheese flavour. The sour cream and chives is stronger. Is that because of the combination of two different flavours, perhaps? Probably. The sour cream's got, yeah, quite a sharp taste to it. Mm-hmm. And then the chives mellow it out a little bit. But head-to-head, which of the two is uh, currently in the lead for you? Probably the cheddar. The cheddar? Yeah. Okay. Cheddar still in the in the lead. Round three, then. Okay, what's this one? Um, I'm feeling <laughs> seaweed. You're thinking seaweed. Do you want to describe what it looks like? It's an orangey biscuit mm-hmm. with um black strip things on. Yeah, on. so you are right. This is the seaweed one. And I'll admit, this is the one that I go to all the time. Um, so if you, you've never had this before, obviously, because you're looking at it so. very sketchy, like, oh, hang on, I don't know if I want to put this in my mouth. This, I was always a cheese fan when it came to Sakata, but uh, when I discovered these, changed my mind. I want to know if it's going to be the same for you or if maybe you'll just stick with the cheese. <laughs> but uh, have a munch on that. Let me know what you're thinking, because I find it's got a different feel to it as well. The other two mm. are quite dusty uh, because their flavouring is um, a powder. But uh, what are you thinking of this one? It's salty. It's very salty. But it's good. It's got that in-between flavour. Like, the seaweed itself would be quite salty. But I believe the it's got another coating to it. Yeah. Almost like a soy, yeah. um, soy sauce or that mm. sort of flavour to it. And I believe the terminology is umami for that in-between flavour. It's like an extra taste. So there's sweet, salty, bitter, sour. This is that extra one that's quite Moorish. Um, has it pipped your cheese or not? Yeah, sort of. Sort of? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where, where are you placing it? Up near the cheese somewhere. Up near the cheese somewhere. Maybe not toppling the top place just yet. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you've left the whole grain to last. Have you made a wise decision? That is the question. <laughs> so this one, uh, do you want to describe it? It's like the normal rice cracker. Yep. But it's got seeds in it. 
Yeah, so it says whole grain, so I'm not sure if that means it's a rice cracker or it's a wheat cracker. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it definitely has um, seeds through it, grain seeds. They're quite prominent. But um, not much of a dusting of flavour on the outside. These are very yeah. plain. <laughs> I think these are definitely a, a dipping biscuit in my book. It sounds like it's got the crunch factor, though. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking of the uh, the whole grain? It doesn't actually taste like a rice cracker. So maybe it is indeed a wheat. Mm. Because for a while there, Sakata were doing um, veggie crackers. Mm. They had a range of very colourful. There was spinach, mm. beetroot, beetroot, and pumpkin, I think. Mm. Yeah, if you're doing a serving platter, um, you could spice it up with uh, with colour. Because that is one thing about rice crackers. They do look very plain. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, those very vibrant coloured ones. I, I wonder what they, uh, how they went market-wise, because I don't really see them around much anymore. Maybe they didn't go quite as well. Kids are stuck to the classic barbecue seaweed. <laughs> I like the beetroot. Yeah. Of them. Yep. I haven't seen them for ages, though, so I wonder if they're still available. Mm. Um, okay, so what is your final ranking? The seaweed and cheddar. Um... Tied up. Tied at first. There we go. Yep. Um, and probably the um, the sour cream and chives. Yep. And then the healthiest of the healthy yeah. <laughs> on the bottom of the pile. <laughs> uh, dear, no, uh, no uh, guessing that was going to happen. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we will take a very quick break here on Afternoon Delight. We'll be back with our sweetest tune. So don't go anywhere. Radio Max, it is time for our sweetest tune, which today is based on the old advertising jingle uh, from the early 2000s. So I'm not sure how far into the 2000s it came, whether it would be within your vintage or not I doubt it so have you ever heard this before that's pretty much the entire ad I don't think so no No? so it was set out like one of the um, uh, what do they call it karaoke style like the screen just went red, and then it had the word Sarkata with the bouncing ball being replaced by oh, a Sarkata yeah. cracker. And, oh man, <laughs> it was such an iconic ad for its time. It became one of those ones that was just rolling around in your head all the time in the playground. Um, but uh, it is actually based on a real song. So it is da da da, I don't love you, you don't love me, aha, aha, aha. It's a German song by a band called Trio. So the band themselves were formed in the 1980s. Um, there is a, an English version of Da Da Da, but uh, we're going to play the uh, the original German version for you to uh, keep the <laughs> to keep the love in the room, so to speak. Um, so this is our sweetest tune this week. In uh, this week, sorry, Trio with Da Da Da.
There you go. Trio on Afternoon Delight, our sweetest tune this week with Da Da Da. <laughs> and that comes from their live uh, performance on Top of the Pops back in uh, 1982. And the lead singer couldn't look more disinterested in being on TV, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, that is the song that uh, the Sakata ads uh, based the ad on. Mm-hmm. Even the little keyboardy thing at the end. What do you think of that? It was different. Different? Yeah. <laughs> See, that was such an iconic ad in my childhood. But speaking of childhood, it's time for us to uh, jump into our brand new segment where we're asking the world to... Let the world see what you have got. Bring it all back to you. Bring it all back so uh, we put the call out last week on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page for uh, some products that uh, have been in our childhood that we really want to see back on the market. And so joining us on the line, we have Brad, who uh, posted up about a very unique item indeed. So good afternoon, delight to you, Brad. Good afternoon, guys. How are we doing? Fabulous. Uh, Thanks for getting in contact with uh, something that I didn't have in my youth, but uh, you certainly did. Yes, the old chocolate cigarettes. I must say, it's not something I'd want to see back in the market. But, um, but definitely you know, iconic. Political correctness stuff, yes. 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 Well, that could possibly be why they're not there anymore. Mm. So what do you remember about uh, chocolate cigarettes? Um, I remember, well, I said it was smoking was you know, cool back then. So yep. to be able to... I was at uh, primary school, Colac East Primary School, and you used to get them at the milk bar across the road, Wilson's Milk Bar. Yep. And from memory, I'm saying they're about 30 cents back. Right. And they look just like the real thing. They were paper-wrapped chocolate, and they came in a like an American-style soft pack. So, uh, so Max, you have to realise that uh, in the olden days, smoking was everywhere. <laughs> People didn't yeah. know the risks. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so, I've, I've done a bit of a hunt around online, and it sounds like chocolate cigarettes have pretty much been around almost as long as cigarette manufacturers would allow, because uh, it was a marketing way for cigarette companies to hook kids in young. Oh, yes. Um, again, thinking about it, when you asked me about coming on air, um, I would have been in about grade three or four. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and by sort of grade five and six, my friends were pinching real cigarettes from their parents. Yeah. So were these the sorts of... Because uh, I grew up with what are now called fads, but back then still were called fags, which is, of course, politically incorrect, but was a, a terminology for a packet of cigarettes. Yeah, there were the fags. There were the Big Boss cigars as well, yes, which are still yep, around. Yep. Um, but these were a lot more realistic. Yeah, well, that's that's um, what I'm thinking, because what I've been able to find online is that, yeah, cigarette companies would work hand-in-hand hand with these chocolate companies to make it look as realistic as possible. Yeah, so um, yeah, you, you saw these soft packs you know, in the movies and pop culture sort of references. And, um, yeah, sort of had them at school. Uh, do, the other thing I remember is it was horrible chocolate inside. <laughs> Absolutely. That American real, I don't know, just yeah, horrible chocolate it was. Well, you yeah, looked cool. Some, some have described it as a chalky chocolate. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. So uh, branding-wise, was it uh, similar to the, the brands that were available on the, the shelf? One I, the one I can recall is one that's similar to... The Pall Mall, Pall Mall, however they say it. Um, it. It was slightly different. It might have been with an AU or something like that. There was, yeah, that was sort of that off-brand sort of naming. Yes, yep. But you could sort of tell what they were meant to be. Yep. 
So definitely um, meant to resemble cigarette packets that they were... Yeah, yeah right, right. And uh, so was it just the chocolate ones available or was it similar to the candy stick style ones? Uh, that some no, these, these were just the chocolate ones that I remember. Yep. And yeah, I remember how, how cool it was. And as I said, by, and it was about grade three or four, by grade five or six. The real thing had started. Under the real thing. Yep. Um, well, I remember years later, um, the company I worked for had a, a Christmas party. This was about the time of the Bill Clinton uh, Monica Lewinsky thing. Yes, yes. And you walked in the door and we were given um, chocolate cigars. Right. And uh, I thought these were actually real. They looked that good. Yep. But they were they were Belgian chocolates. Oh, there you go. So they were very nice. <laughs> well, a 1990s study uh, found that sixth graders who did have these candy cigarettes were twice as likely to try smoking than those who hadn't. So uh, I think you very much hit the nail on the head there that uh, it was... Uh, meant to subdue uh, kids into thinking that it was definitely the cool thing to replicate mm. Uh, mm. all the grown-ups. Mm. Well, I can remember you know, trying cigarettes with my mates back then, with yep. cigarettes, and I was told I was no good at it. <laughs> the well, smoking thing, I, I wasn't doing it right. Thankfully, as of uh, 2010, I can't believe it took this long, uh, there's a rule that's come in banning any form of flavouring uh, in tobacco cigarettes other than menthol, to try and persu- uh, dissuade, I should say, um, people from smoking. But uh, this this particular one, it's been since the 90s that they've allowed replica actual cigarettes. Now they have to have very clear packaging to show that it's nothing like the real thing to try and uh, stop kids from thinking that it's okay and that it's cool. Mm, again, those the fads and the big boss cigars, you still know what they are, what they're supposed to be. That's right, yeah. Well, the Big Boss ones in particular, the the packaging that they've got these days has it more of a kind of a, a bubblegum look. So he's got he's still got the gangster look about him, but he's got mm-hmm. like a super soaker uh, instead of a Tommy gun or anything like that. Whereas right. <laughs> back in the day when I grew up, yeah, he definitely had the Tommy gun. <laughs> well, do you remember them actually having like a, a cigar wrapping on them too? The little... No, no. Of foil. Right, yes, yeah, yeah. make them look like original cigars. Oh, there you go. No, look. Or am I really starting to show my ass again? (laughs) No, I've I've always known them as, uh, yeah, just coming boxed up, but not not necessarily looking all that much. They've even got rid of the little red tip that they used to have. Right, yeah. Yeah. These days they look more like a a musk stick. You used to have to buy them individually and they had a... Like a, a little ring of like silver foil with like a, an emblem on it, that like a like a real cigar at the time. Yes, yep. There you yeah, go. That whole like look. I think smoking is cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing today uh, on the show, My Brad. Pleasure. Much appreciated. And uh, My pleasure. We'll we'll pop that up on the uh, Afternoon Delight Facebook page. See if anyone uh, else remembers the the candy cigarettes uh, as you've spoken about them. And uh, we'll take a quick break now, and we'll be back with a recipe. So uh, stick around on Afternoon Delight. Say, hey, good looking. What you got cooking? How's about cooking something up with me? It's time and afternoon delight to share a recipe with you. Uh, what are we teaching folks to make today? Homemade rice crackers. So very similar 
bit different to uh, Sakata rice crackers. What do you need? Cooked rice, olive oil, and a pinch of salt. That seems pretty simple. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, whatever flavourings you so desire, you could do any of the ones that the real Sakata has. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's not really much to them. What do we need to do? Preheat the oven to 180 degrees Celsius. Cook your rice as per the manufacturer's instructions. Um, place the rice in a food processor. Add the olive oil and salt. Blitz in a food processor until it comes together like a dough. You may need to add a little water. Add this one tablespoon at a time. Take teaspoonfuls of the rice dough, roll it into balls and place on the baking paper lined tray. Using a wet spoon and damp hands will stop the rice sticking to you as the spoon. Place a second piece of baking paper on top of the walls. Use something with a flat bottom like a cup or a glass to squash the balls into discs around one to two millimetres thick. You can also use a rolling pin. Remove baking paper from the top of the balls. If you want, you can sprinkle a little bit of parmesan cheese or paprika for some extra flavour. Then bake until slightly golden and have a crisp crisp texture and when snapped. Crisp is a horrible word to try and (laughs) say. But uh, yeah, it does sound like a reasonably simple uh, way to make your very own rice crackers and a great way to use up any leftover rice. Often when you make up a a dish with rice, there's there's heaps of rice left over. So uh, this is a great way to... uh, use up some of that excess rice so we'll pop that up on the afternoon delight facebook page if you'd like to have a go at uh, trying it yourself and then you could blitz up your own dips as well Mm -hmm. if you've got some uh, veggies and things like that or pickles whatever you wanted to uh, dip your rice crackers in righto well we'll take the quickest quick breaks we'll be back to wrap up the show by unwrapping a kinder surprise right after this It is time to open up this week's Kinder Surprise. It's uh, it's not pink this week, Max. It's blue. It's blue. <laughs> it's a Marvel one. Ah, okay. So uh, possibly inside we might have one of the Avengers or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know who are the Marvel bad guys. I haven't really kept up. I kind of read a few Marvel things as a kid. But, uh, yeah, haven't really kept up with the whole movie thing. I'm waiting for them to finish all the movies, and then maybe I'll get into it. <laughs> How does that sound? Uh, what have you got there? It looks like a two-piece put-together puzzle. 
Captain America. Ah, Captain America. He's got his Captain America shield there. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, standing quite proudly, fist pumping in the air, <laughs> looking like he's just about to save the world yet again. Uh, there you go. Well, that is uh, Afternoon Delight this week. What else have we got there in the uh, the Kinder Surprise? Um, there's Spider-Man, Iron Man, Groot. Um, I don't know any others. <laughs> well, so who do we have there? Okay, so Black Panther is over in the right oh. corner. Yeah, Iron Man, Groot. Oh, who is? Yeah, there's a female character with fiery fists. Maybe she's Captain Marvel, perhaps. Would that does that sound right? I think that's Black Widow on the left. And I cannot think of the raccoon's name from... Uh, Is it Rocket? Rocket, yes. Yeah. Rocket, that's right. And Spider-Man. But uh, <laughs> that's a reasonably simple piece together for the, the kinder. They yeah. really don't want any choking hazards, do they? It's got head and torso, and you attach the legs, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, a big thank you to Brad for phoning in today to talk about uh, chocolate cigarettes. Uh, that's our kind of step back in time and if you have a particular item from your childhood that you'd like to reminisce on the show feel free to do so hit us up on the afternoon delight facebook page or you can email lolly at ocrfm.org.au for now stick around for australian music is bloody great and we'll be back next sunday to do it all again all going well from three o'clock mm-hmm. bye-bye see you bye. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight Gonna grab some afternoon delight My motto's always been when it's right, it's right Why wait until the middle of a cold dark night When everything's a little clearer in the light of day And you know the night is always gonna be there anyway Thinking of you's working up my appetite Looking forward to a little afternoon delight Rubbing sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite And the thought of loving you is getting so exciting Skyrockets in flight Afternoon delight